welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Litton. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at afi.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1936. All right. Well, I'm super excited for today's guest. Today, we're going to be unpacking some really interesting topics. And um, not only is she an expert when it comes to all things moving, given her well, should we call it a TV show, podcast show? Uh, it's everything. Show? Yeah, All we stream. Things. We're on Apple TV, so we we have about four point five million viewers. You know, no big thing, no big thing. <laughs> <laughs> also, personal friend, and I feel delighted that I got to get to know her a bit more this last year. So, Miss Tandy, welcome to Mel Housing Nation. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to jump into more of the topics that you guys cover on the TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, But today, before we do go there, I'm going to ask you, how many uh, PCSs and how long have you been a military spouse? So I've been a military spouse for a little over 15 years, and we have done roughly eight moves. Oof. Okay. So we've done overseas, we've done East Coast to West Coast. Oh my goodness. So literally almost every two years? Almost every two years. Yeah. Usually when we talk about number of years and then the PCSs and then I say, oh, y'all moved like every 1.5 years. And they're like, I guess I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah. I don't, you don't really do the math in your head. What I do is I, people ask me questions and I'm like, hold on, let me figure out where my kid was at that time. And then I can tell you what was going on in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, military life has always got some sort of journey that we're all on. Um, I'm really excited to talk more about what are you thinking in terms of issues for military families? Like this is the number one question that kind of kicks off every episode. And then we kind of unpack it and start talking about what that means for families. Um, and the question that I, that I want to ask is, what do you think is the number one issue that impacts military spouses and mil- military families right now? So I think right now, the number one issue is isolation. I just read a report the other day um, with, I believe it was the Air Force, where 168 military spouses have committed suicide this past year. And I think part of that is because of isolation. They just don't know how to get involved in their community. They don't know if it's worth it. Should I even take the time? I'm going to be moving here soon. and. I think part of it is culturally, you know, this becomes our, our communication, even though our hearts are craving one-on-one interaction with people and building authentic and real relationships. But when you really put that in perspective, you just said, I've moved every two years. You know, I kind of call it the military friend dating. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of time, but I really want to be your friend. Let me dump all this really quick. Test it out. See if you like me. And if you don't, okay, I need to move on to the next one because I only have two years to really invest in this relationship. And then, and I don't know if this is younger. I'm a little older. So kind of people have lost the skill of staying in touch, Mm, you know? And so I think that's really difficult for people. Like I've put all this energy into this relationship, but when you've done that four and five times, when you get on move eight, you're kind of like, 
what's the point? Like, yeah. why am I even doing this anymore? And when you start isolating yourself, you get into depression mm-hmm. and, or you begin, I see this with a lot of moms, they begin to invest everything into their children. Mm. But my, my youngest is 18. My, my baby is 13. They're out the door here soon. And so I'm having to really contemplate who is Chandy outside of motherhood because the reality is, is they're going to be leaving too. Mm-hmm. And so I have to figure out who I am as a woman, as a wife. And that's a lot of changes when you really consider it. Yeah. Well, and given that military life is just a series of transitions and changes, mm-hmm. it's also um, probably not a shock to anyone that when you unpack, you know, for 18 years, your identity is mom. And, and that is really the constant in your life. And then now that that's transitioning, I would assume that that's a huge impact on, in terms of identity, mental issues that, that go with who am I, um, which can be an onset of the, the depression piece, um, plus a spouse transitioning out of the service, which compounds that even more because talk about another huge change. Mm-hmm. Well, and I once had a professor that told me moving is equated to the same grief cycle as death. So you go through bargaining, you go through, you know, depression, you go through accepting. So you go through all five stages. So when you really begin to think about that with each child is doing that in your household. So you're, you're dealing with that. Your service member is doing that and you're doing it every two to three years. That's that's a lot emotionally, physically on your body. Oh, completely agree. Um, and that was something that we were talking about before, um, you know, we started hitting the record button is that military spouses are kind of, um, especially in, in, and I'll put myself in the classification um, as an older military spouse myself. <laughs> Season spouses is what we're called now. Yeah, we're like fine wine. We just keep getting better with age. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm an aged wine, if you will, in the military spouse land. <laughs> and, <I love> <laughs> And, um, you know, you get tired and, and you don't even really realize because I think you've gotten so good at compartmentalizing along the way of, okay, you know, I know how to do this. We're in PCS mode. You just almost get into like, all right, I don't have time to feel. I don't have time for feelings because I know we're just going to need to get the movers, the packers here. We need to move these things. We need to get settled into the new house, the new space. I need to get everybody organized into a new routine. We got it. And you just compartmentalize your feelings. And, um, you know, you do that every two to three years. At some point, it takes a toll on you as a person. And I really appreciated kind of what we were talking about earlier. Uh, you've experienced this. I've experienced this, that um, your mind is saying, I'm fine. We're not stressed. We got this. And your body is saying, no, 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 honey. You know, my body is going through something, but my mind is like, no, we're good. We got this. How do you think in your mind, military spouses can do a better job coping with that. Um, I don't have the answers. That's for dang sure. Um, but in your mind, what, what do you think that we could do as a community to support each other in that way? Well, I kind of learned this being a mother and really trying to teach my kid. It was really funny. We lived in Germany for a little bit and my daughter really was just super excited about seeing the castles like that. It's every little girl's dream, you know, of course. being a princess and Cinderella's castle is in Germany. And so we had, in my mind, I was like, well, this is going to be an educational time for her. And so I said, China, in order to 
see the castles, you have to do the research. Like I want you to be able to give me the personal tour better than the people that are doing it. And so she would find the castle she wanted to see. We plan it out. And then she kind of do some research and be able to tell us the story. And she did a marvelous job. We'd walk through these castles and she would be able to tell the tour guide more information than they knew because she had just done all this research. And I kind of take that same kind of perspective in that when we move, I like to kind of do a little research on where I'm headed and not so much just the location as to the groups that are in there, you know, like PWOC, spouses groups, stuff like that. And, and a lot of times if you reach out, you can actually meet some people online, get onto the Facebook pages, meet some groups, find the coffees and stuff like that. So I think it really is just being proactive Mm-hmm. getting involved in the community even before you get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in a virtual world. Everything's online. I mean, we're talking online right now. I'm in Texas. Where are you at? You know? Yep. Yep. I mean, so it's doable. You can do that. We can meet up. And a lot of times people love kind of having the screen between them and makes them feel safe. And so you can begin to build those friendships before you go there. And you know, who, who it is that you're going to want to meet and talk to. And then when you get there, you know, host. It was so funny. One time we had nothing, nothing in our house um, when we moved to Germany because it was still all being shipped. So we were like, well, everyone bring a picnic chair. <laughs> we're going to have a picnic in the apartment because there's no tables. And it really was kind of, kind of cool because there was space, like yeah. literally it was just open space. And so we just had a good time. It was really nice and just take advantage of it. And the crazy thing is the military families understand military family. So if you invite someone over and your house is a mess and they still have boxes up to the ceiling, it's okay. Cause they're yep. like, yeah, we've been here 20 times. <laughs> a lot of times they're like, Hey, you want some help? Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's just, it's a good way of meeting people is to do some research ahead of time and get online. Mm, I, I love that. Speaking of research and impacting the military community, talk to us about moving with the military because a lot of folks don't know you are the the gal that makes moving with the military. Um, well, we see glimpses of you <laughs> there. <laughs> so so talk, talk to us about the show and how it's impacting our community. Um, and I mean, because you guys are making a huge difference. We are. And we have a lot more coming up. We're super excited about this next year. 2020 is going to be amazing. Um, I can't tell you everything. It's still a secret, but uh, we, we do have a lot of good things that are coming up. Um, moving with the military. I, I am usually the one behind the camera. I love it. Um, I do everything in the back part because I'm not real good with this part usually. Stop. You were fabulous <laughs> at this Maria, Maria Reed is the host and the creator. And she invited me into this world three years ago from the very first episode. And we've been on this journey together since then. And really our biggest, I think our biggest thing is just wanting everybody to know how special and unique and beautiful they are. The sad part for us is that we can't do for every single military. I mean, if we were on for the next 20 years, we're just never going to meet the capacity of the 1% of the population. So, but the truth is, is 
We believe and know in our hearts that each one of these military families have a story and they're unique and they're special and they deserve so much more than we can actually give them. We're fortunate in that we're being able to help many families, um, but it's sad because we can't help every family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the hardest thing for us is having to pick and choose sometimes. It's very difficult because we read every story and we're like, man, we only get to do one episode and we have 20 here that we have to pick from. It's hard. And, and we love doing it. Um, but more than anything, I think my favorite part being on the back end and behind the camera is, you know, sometimes people don't like to be in front of the camera. And so they won't say as much in front of the camera, but when I'm standing in the back, and the camera's off and I'm just kind of lingering around and, and introducing myself and getting to know the people, they begin to open up and share stories with me that are just heartwarming and beautiful. Um, I got to, I, my husband and I lost a son in 2009. And so when we did the episode for the Coast Guard and we knew that um, Bill's wife was dying, um, I turned the camera off for a little while and I said, Bill, I want you to know that I've really, I don't say this half-heartedly, I really do know what you're going to go through. Mm-hmm. And I know that struggle. And we just got to spend time together and share with his fears of what was going to come up and where I had been through since 2009 and how I had dealt with things and handled things. So it was a really intimate time. And that's probably my favorite part that no one gets to see. It's behind the scenes. And it's my reason of really being involved in this show is being able to love these people and be able to share their stories in a very um, beautiful way. Oh, well, I, I think, you know, with 4.5 million people watching, um, <laughs> you're making a huge impact and sharing something that's really important. And that is what these military families are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to commend you for, for what the show is doing for the community, because I really do think that if we want to create change um, and we want our civilian counterparts to really understand what it is that we go through, we've got to be able to tell the stories. Yep. Um, so I want to thank you guys for being a voice for our community and sharing those stories with our civilian counterparts. Thank you. That, yeah. that is our biggest, oh, we really want to kind of build that bridge from the civilian to the military gap. And the truth is 80% of our military is living in the, in the communities now. Yeah. They're not living on base. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really vital for the civilian world to understand and kind of comprehend where we're at and what we go through. Oh, completely. Because I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with civilian friends um, and they're just like, wow, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that'll, that cracks me up is when uh, my civilian counterpart friends say, you know, my husband's gone on a business trip for five days and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I literally just look at him and say, well, my husband's going to leave for 365. I'm going to be a solo parent for a year. I feel real sorry for you. <laughs> And that's hard for us, you know, we have to be very sympathetic because we realize we've made choices they haven't made Mm -hmm. and you don't want to downplay it, but there's a part of you that's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to compare the two. (laughs) Yeah. My neighbor, she was just saying, she goes, you know, my husband's going to miss Halloween and it's just terrible. And I was like, I'm going to miss all the holidays. (laughs) I'd say it's funny. So my best friend for 30 years, I've known her since high school, lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. FYI, that's not a military town. 
Um, and so she has moved maybe, well, she has five kids and it was the first time they had moved since she had had all five kids and they were moving, I think maybe 45 minutes from one house to a new house. And she called me up just crying one day and upset and frustrated. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, you do this every two to three years. I was like, yes. And she's like, how? I don't, I cannot figure out how you're doing this. <laughs> and I said, well, you have 10 hands. It should be easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was uh-huh. like, you, you need, and so I was trying to give her some advice. And I said, how long have you been working on moving houses? She said a month. <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? She was like, what do you mean you're crazy? I was like, you're moving 45 minutes away and you have actually 10, 12, 14 hands. Yeah. 14 hands counting the two adults. I was like, that should take you a day. <laughs> a weekend at most. <laughs> a month. I was like, but I mean, she's civilian and, and they just have never done it. And she didn't know. And it was just really fascinating to listen to her side and her perspective of it. And in my mind, I'm sitting here going, oh, girl, you're crazy. I would have had this, 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 this. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's just, you know, that's not their reality. It's our reality. And being able to understand and kind of empathize, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit with the other side is something we both have to do. We have to do it because we get in our little military bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and we tend not to be very sympathetic. And so I try to kind of step back and go, well, you know, she, this is her first time. What was it like my first time? And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little difficult sometimes. Well, and I appreciate that perspective because it is you, we tend to get stuck in our military bubble. And, um, I think it's great. I mean, one of the things that I love to do when I first moved to a new area is reach out, get to know some of the local, um, moms. So one of my closest friends is actually a Colorado native. Um, and it has been such a beautiful friendship because she gives me, you know, different tips I would have never known about the local area. And I share with her a perspective on military life. And so I feel like if I can do that in every little community, it's one little win on educating our civilian counterparts on the sacrifices our military families make. Yep, totally agree. Well, girl, where do folks go to watch the show? So if they want to tune in, they want to check out the show, where can they go to get more information on that? Well, there's always our website, which is movingwiththemilitary.tv. You can also check us out on every streaming network, social network. Um, We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but um, YouTube, I'm trying to think, named them all. We're on Apple TV. And so there's there's a lot of different ways. But of course, the website is the easiest. And then you can find out which one's easier for you to stream through our website. That's awesome. Well, we're going to have links to that in the show notes so that if our listeners are listening and they want to get connected with you, we make sure that they can do that. So, Chandy, thank you so much for sharing with me today. I know you got, you got a busy day of going and filming all the things today, so I don't want to I keep do. you. <laughs> I missed you. I wish I could hug you. I know. I know. I, that's what I, you know, I love these interviews because I get to, see, get to see folks, but then it makes me miss the real connection, which is the in-person stuff. But, uh, well, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for being a part of the show and we will catch up with you soon. All right. Thank you for listening to the Millhousing Nation podcast. To connect with Millhousing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.